<laughs> I sounded like Grover. <laughs> hey, this is Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 79. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan, and we're going to kick off the arc of Tier 1 Toon Downs from Toontown by revisiting a super classic strategy. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. It's been a long time since we recorded. We got a lot of stuff to catch up on, a lot of issues to get to, and on top of all of that, we got our new arc to do new arc things with. Yes. It's been a long time since we've recorded for two reasons. A, we had one episode in the bank last week's show. Also, it took forever to start the show because you were trying to get the intro right. That was really hard. I promise, CCO Nation, I will get it right at least once. The arc of Tier 1 Toon Downs from Toontown. See, now try saying that just really fast. Yeah, jeepers, creepers, yeah. <laughs> what the hell are we doing to ourselves? So, speaking of Tier 1 Toon Downs from Toontown, I'm, even <laughs> I'm trying to say it fast now. What does that mean? What is that... What do we have in store for CCO Nation? We are going to be taking your kind of Tier 1, Tier 1.5 CEDH decks, your typical list, your dirtbag combo list that you have that one buddy that sits down with and ruins everybody's night. We're going to take that deck and rework it so it kind of does sort of the same thing, but isn't a broken piece of garbage that makes you lose friends. Or I also think that we could just take those decks, throw them in the garbage, and build new decks. We can do that too. I don't know. Is this is the one we're doing today kind of like that or not? I'm not to sure. It totally is. Okay. Well, Kess Dissident Mage. I feel like her name should be Dissident Archmage, but yeah, me too. Because anybody can be a mage. Yeah. There's so many mages. It's probably gonna be a creature type, just like they did with snakes and nagas. <laughs> mages are usually wizards, which is probably relevant. Yeah. Well, give them time. Nagas are snake people. You should have made Kess a Naga wizard instead of a human wizard. <laughs> Anyways, before we get into that, though, we've got some housekeeping again because we had an episode in the bank. So we've got social media coordinates, shout outs, a birthday wish, a new giveaway. Ooh. Yes. So why don't you get into the social media coordinates? Social media coordinates. We are CCO Podcast on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can see this week's list, last week's list, and any other list that we're going to do throughout the course of this arc and the rest of the show. We are commandercookout at gmail.com. That's where you can send us love mail, hate mail, show suggestions, decks you'd like to see us tune down for this arc. No nudes. Funny thing about them nudes, we had a guy on our tapped out say... He hates one of our lists, and just because he hates it, he's going to send us nudes on purpose. Wow. I'm okay with this. What list did he hate? What list did he hate? Brando oh. Stack's list. <laughs> <laughs> just just so we can mention it for another week in a row. Yeah, because it has to get at least one shout-out on every show. Thanks, everybody. We are also Commander Cookout on iTunes, Google Play, Google Machine, YouTube, Facebook, EDHREC.com. Flipside Gaming, where you can use promo code CCOFU to get 10% off your order store-wide. Patreon, and the official, official home of Commander Cookout on the entire internet, commandercookout.com. Very good. Thank you. Two things. Thing one, we are now officially 10 patrons away from our next stretch goal, which is a deck giveaway per arc. 
Holy shit. Yes. Included in thing one is everybody keep in mind who's a patron that we are moving to a bonus episode at the end of the month. And if you wanted to adjust any of your pledges, you can do so. Uh, That way you have lots of warning in advance. And thing two, you had mentioned commandercookout.k. I have a cold. (laughs) Commandercookout.com, where we both now have written our first article. Oh, yeah. Mine was like a a feel-good kind of intro. Thank you to CCO Nation. Um, And yours was a series that we unveiled called What's in Your Cart? Yeah, where we were going to take, or I guess I, am going to take a look at lists that you guys send me of stuff that you're buying from new sets, or if you have like a really good like magic hunting day and you come home with a lot of really cool stuff. Why'd you buy it? Where's it going? Are you upgrading something? What are you taking out for it? Is it a better version of something else? Are you tuning up a deck? Are you tuning down a deck? Just let me know, and I'll I'll work it in, and we'll see what kind of cards from new sets people are looking forward to, and what stuff maybe that's underplayed or overlooked from the past are finding their way into people's decks now. Best place to let you know would be at CCO Brando on Twitter. Correct. And I like the first one. It's kind of set the tone. I really like how the article, from us talking about it, how the article series feels, sounds like it's going to feel. The first episode was about, the first episode, the first article (laughs) was about your trip to Calgary and what you got and what decks it's going into. And I think we're going to try and do one of these with every set release. So it might not be a weekly thing, it might be a monthly or every couple months type of thing where when new cards come out, everybody kind of puts their heads together, including the dude bros in our our own play group, telling us what they think they're going to play and where they slot in. So CCO Nation can probably get a better idea of the kind of metagame that you and I play in. And I mean, based on the feedback i get at cco brando on twitter like i mean if i get a whole bunch of stuff coming in like hey here's the stuff that i bought i could always piece those together and throw one up yeah. when i have chance. like there's no set release schedule just when it's time to release one i will release one yeah and you know what else that i think that article series might serve as is kind of like a, a mini set review we talked about doing like some set reviews when they align with when we're doing a bonus episode which could could happen, but also if there's five or six or 15, let's say, cards that everybody's talking about, everybody's going to put into decks, like uh, what's that new one, Assassin's Trophy? Assassin's Trophy. I'm sure that that one will make the What's in Your Cart Return to Ravnica or Guilds of Ravnica edition. I think everybody I know, <laughs> I think everybody we play with is buying that. Joe yeah. already pre-ordered his at like 40 bucks each. Jesse's looking forward to him. F you, Jesse. I'm sure Joel has his already somehow. F you, Joel. Yeah. F you, Evan. Yep. And F you, whoever actually just pulls one who buys sealed product in our group. Dirt bags. Yep. Moving on. Moving on. Shout outs? Shout outs. Pre shout out. What? It's more of a happy birthday. Oh, okay. Benedict Rao. Egg Rao? Oh, yeah. Egg Rao. Egg Rao. Yeah. Happy birthday to him. Happy birthday, dude. We're not going to sing to you because that's not what we do around here. Definitely not. But uh, F you. Patron shout out. Simon Plum. Funny nickname. Okay, got it. You know, Plum rhymes with bum. I thought of that. And Simon kind of sounds... Do not. What? Simon's... I don't know what you were going to say, but I think I know what you're going to say. Simon Bum. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. All right. All right. 
Simon Bum. Thank you very much. Next shout out, David Judd. David Chud. David Chud. What is with the rhyming with the dirty parts of the body? I'm not <laughs> sure what you're... David Chud. Okay, David I like Chud. it. That's Thanks, easy bud. to remember. We we hey. give everybody nicknames so we can remember because your real names aren't unique enough. Yeah, real names are hard. Real names are hard. <laughs> Made up names are funny. Exactly. Next shout out. Byron Monza May. That sounds like a who from the Grinch. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. That's what you get. <laughs> uh, I like Byron Monza May Grinch. Next shout out. Next shout out. Eric Seidel. Eric Seidel. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a really hard one. Uh, like Seidel doesn't really rhyme with anything. Doesn't really sound like anything. Yeah, hang on a second. Just hang on. <laughs> okay, so we, on the frequent, tell CCO Nation not to Google things. Correct. So we, instead of Google, we used Urban Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, based on that, I don't think Eric needs a nickname. I'm not going to tell anybody to use Urban Dictionary to look up their name, but uh, Eric Seidel, you, sir, need no nickname. Nope, you do not. Good on you, man. Moving on. Moving right along. <laughs> New giveaway. Ooh, we have one of those. We do. Okay, so Ian at mtgonslaught.com, mtgonslaught.com. I got a cold again. My kid sneezed into my mouth. Ugh. Yeah. I don't think I have the cold yet. I think that this is like the cold weather and harvest season and goose dander in the air because my house is surrounded by 10 million geese that are migrating. I would... I would kill myself i hate geese so much they're so mean they're the meanest animal on the earth for those of our our friends who don't live in canada or along a flight path of the canada geese there are canada geese here in the capital city of saskatchewan regina true story they will jump out of the bushes when you ride by on your bike and beat you up that's yes. not a that's not a joke that yeah. that's a real thing that happens so when i went to my honey when i went on my honeymoon we went to denver we went up into the mountains to golden colorado and it was in November, and it turns out like lots of geese migrate to Denver on in the uh, winter. So there was like thousands of Canadian geese there. Oh, that's terrible. And for anybody in the land of the free, do not mess with them. They are so mean. They're the meanest animal that there is. And they're like 25 pounds. <laughs> they're like a small ostrich. And they're not even good to eat. Oh, no, they're pretty good. Are they? I've yeah, had, my I've had dad and brother shoot good. lots of them. Good. I knew I liked them. I knew I liked those guys. Anyways, new giveaway. I'm not sure how we... Oh, my, I got a cold. New giveaway. MTGOnslaught.com has been gracious enough to partner with your boys, Ryan and Brando, and they are doing a giveaway with us, for us. They're going to ship product directly to you. Money shot of all of the product will be on our Facebook page. Don't Google money shot, by the way. <laughs> We've got dice. All the dice are metal, all the game tokens, like plus ones and minus ones and plus twos and minus twos are all made out of metal. And there's a bunch of different dice, dice bag, play mat, kit, stickers, and a t-shirt for mtgonslaught.com. Cool. Where do they go to win? You go to Facebook, where you can like, follow, share any of the prize giveaway things, kind of help share the word on Facebook. You can follow either one of us on Twitter and kind of follow us there when we release episodes, stuff like that. 
You can share articles off, to command, off of commandercookout.com. Ooh, yeah. That's a new one. Or for the real keeners who want to take a, a couple of of extra steps to, to help us kind of spread the gospel of the CCO Nation, you can go to Potomatic.com and you can follow us there and you can help us maintain our stranglehold on the number one spot in the games and hobbies category. That's right. I forgot that. That is probably the it was like the thing. First, we're going to take down the church. Then we're going to take down scrapbooking ladies. Then anarchists and coin week and some dudes that follow some mobile game that I don't understand at all. But we did all that. Did yeah. it all. We need a new gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've become like NXT champs. And we're waiting for our call up to the big leagues. Yeah. Where we can wrestle worse, get paid more. And uh, not win belts. Yeah, except that's never going to happen because we say swears on our show. Fuck you, Watsy. <laughs> Got him. Yeah. So the contest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about the uh, the number one, but the, the, the giveaway, the contest. It's a giveaway. It's not a contest. The giveaway, mtgonslot.com. Go there. Take a look around. We're working on a promo code with them, actually. Oh, cool. Just like with Flipside Gaming. So if you're into getting discounts when you order stuff online, they've got apparel, gaming supplies, playmat bags. The stuff's really cool. Ian sent us some, and we got to hold it in our hand, roll the dice. They're pretty heavy. All the details will be on our Facebook page and the contests or the giveaways section on commandercookout.com. Neat. On to the show. On to the show. We do have a show for you today, believe it or not. We are going to talk about tuning down Kess, Dissident Mage. She is, for those of you that do not know, I was actually one of them because I've avoided playing with this card. She is a 3-4 for blue, black, red, one. Legendary creature, human, wizard with flying. During each of your turns, you can cast an instant or sorcery card from your graveyard. And then if you cast it from your graveyard, you remove it from the game. So she was originally from the Wizards deck in Commander 17, Grixis Commander, 3-4 Flyer. I mean, she checks all the boxes, right? She's a wizard. She's got all the relevant colors to be very controlling build or storm build because she lets you cast stuff out of your she lets you cast stuff out of your graveyard. She lets you play as a backup to her your Yogmoth's Will, your Past and Flame, Snapcaster, and then all of the ritual effects like Dark Ritual, Cabal Ritual, Seething Song, High Tide, Bubbling Monk, all those things, right? She's very good. She's so good she actually sees play in Legacy. She's so good that you just said that Yogmoth's Will is a backup to her. Oh, yeah, and Yogmoth's Will not a backup to nobody. It no. ain't no bitch. That's my favorite <laughs> card. <laughs> so she's super good. You can go to edhrec.com and get a pretty good idea of what her list is because there are lots of rituals, lots of counterspells in the stock list. But no, not today. No. Not today, Kess. Nah. We're going back to, like you said in the intro, a classic strategy, Reanimator. Ooh. Yeah, and you know what? We haven't done a Reanimator since episode 46. And that wasn't even our list, as I recall. I think that was uh, the arc of friendship. That's right. Arc of Friendship. And that was uh, Jesse's deck? Yes. As I recall. Ten- yeah, it, it was a Teneb the Harvester reanimator deck. Blech. It's a classic. Classic. This is another classic for the ages. Should we get into it? Yeah. All right, let's begin as we usually do with some creatures. Creature numero one, Anger. When he's in your graveyard and you have a mountain, your stuff gets haste. Next up, we have 
Corpse Connoisseur. Five drop zombie, if that's relevant, with unearth for four. When he enters the battlefield, you search for a creature, put it into your graveyard. Classic in zombies, classic in reanimator, because it, it entombs something kind of twice. I dig it. Also, really cool arc where he's like a little zombie guy and he's like hunting through his shelves looking at all the <laughs> yeah, zombie heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a connoisseur. He's going to the specialty shop for heads. And I'm just going to throw this out there because it's who I am. If you look right here in the bottom left-hand corner, there's definitely a prolapsed anus on this card. Ah, disgusting. Gross. I don't recommend that you Google that. I think the original intent of that is to actually just be intestines, which... Is what a prolapsed anus is. Uh, moving on. Also, the guy that painted this is named Mark Hitler. What kind of name is that? Heiser. Mark Heiser. Oh. Okay. All right. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Crypt Breaker. One drop zombie. I swear this isn't a zombie deck, but what you can do is black one tap, discard a card, let's say a big creature, and you get a 2-2 zombie onto the battlefield, and then eventually you can tap three zombies to draw a card and lose a life. But mostly you just want to play that on turn one. Turn two, you want to discard your fatty, so on turn three, you can reanimate it. I dig it. Yep. How about Doom Whisperer? Ooh, a spicy new Guilds of Ravnica demon. Ooh. Everybody's yelling for a pre-ban, blah, blah, blah. Black, black, three for a 6-6 six, six flying trample. Holy so there's, shit. There's got to be a drawback, right? Definitely has to be a drawback, yeah. The drawback is pay two life. Oh, okay. Surveil two. What? What? <laughs> what the? I've seen Power Creep before. I've seen Power Creep. This looks like a misprint. So Surveil, for anybody um, who hasn't checked out the world around you, is just like Scry. You look at, in Surveil 2's case, the top two cards of your library, you can put them back on top in any order or into your graveyard. So it's Scry to your graveyard. In this case, you pay 38 life, <laughs> fill up your graveyard, <laughs> and then mass reanimate your whole library. Wow. Well, 38 card or 38 cards of your library or whatever. Seems pretty good. Yeah. All right, next up, one of Brando's very favorite cards in the whole world, Itali, the Primal Storm. Yeah, and maybe our first reanimation target, although he only costs six, red, red four for a six, six. Whenever he attacks, each player exiles the top card of their library, then you can cast it for free. He is a house. And that includes yourself as well. Yes. So you could actually Itali into another big fat fatty. Yeah, you could Atali into your Doom Whisperer, or you could Atali into your Fleshbag Marauder. Hopefully you... Well, I suppose that would be fine. Fleshbag Marauder is the next card. 3-1. Another zombie. I didn't actually mean for this to happen, but when it enters the battlefield, each player sacks a creature. There's actually a better Fleshbag Marauder now in Guilds of Ravnica. He enters the battlefield and everybody sacks a creature, but if they don't have a creature, they got to get a Planeswalker. If they don't have either, they discard a card. Ooh. It is... Not a zombie, though. It's like a human shaman, and the creature type just isn't as relevant as zombies. So Fleshbag Marauder will probably still play, or see play, especially alongside our Crypt Breaker in this deck. Yeah. And oh, our next card. Your Grave Titan. Yeah. Six drop, when it enters the battlefield, you get two, two, two zombies, and he's got Death Touch. He's a good reanimator, but again, he still only costs six, so he is castable. Yeah, love those uh, six sixes with Death Touch. Now, here's a... Here's a reanimation target. Here we go. It that betrays. Yeah, 12 drop. Ain't nobody's making 12 mana <laughs> in not 
flashback storm kiss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not making that much mana. So we are going to reanimate. He is an 11-11 with Annihilator 2, which is uh, when he attacks, defending player sacks two things. And whenever somebody sacrifices a thing, you get it. Ooh. Super good with Fleshbag Marauder. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. How about Massacre Worm? Another six drop reanimator. When he enters the battlefield, each creature your opponents control get minus two, minus two. And whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, that player loses two life. Super good to reanimate, sacrifice, reanimate, sacrifice a bunch of times to get everything and kill all creatures and make your opponents lose a bunch of life. Yeah, he's a dirty, rotten scumbag in the deck that I was building this morning, too. Nice. Yeah, it's a piece of shit. How about Merciless Executioner? Just like Fleshbag Marauder, except an orc warrior. Sure. Ooh, I love this guy. Necrotic Ooze. Ooh, yeah. Okay, so I think this is where we introduce this thing that we're trying. Maybe we'll try it throughout the whole arc. I think this is there's some room to build on this philosophy that we've got going on here. Yeah. This deck has 97 cards in it. And at the end, in the budget section, we are going to look at a couple packages that help you win the game. They are your new... They are your additional path to victory. We talk about multiple paths to victory. Of course, path one in this deck is beat the crap out of your opponents with big bigs. Yeah, now yeah. you're speaking my language. Yeah, but Necrotic Ooze is in there because he lets you take a, take more advantage of some of the cards in your graveyard, but also he lets you combo with some of our finisher packages. He is a combo house. He is the winner, the, the winner. He's the reason that you win with Hermit Druid. Yeah, let's give him a read. So he's a... 4-3 for a black, black 2. As long as Necrotic Ooze is on the battlefield, it has all activated abilities of all creature cards in all graveyards. Wow. Yikes, Jesus. Yeah, so he does everything that things in your graveyard do. He, he does things that are insane. He does yeah. things that are balls to the wall, absolutely nuts, that no creature has any business doing. And we can go over that at a later date, or you can look it up, and we're going to keep moving on to talk about Nightscape Familiar. Another zombie! Jesus. Anyways, yeah, he regenerates. You don't see that anymore. He's a 1-1 one, one regenerator for two, and blue spells and red spells cast cost one less for you to cast. I dig that. Yep. Noxious Gear, Gear Hulk. I like this guy. 5-4 for six with Menace. When Noxious Gear Hulk enters the battlefield, destroy target creature. Excellent. Always gets his dude. If a creature is destroyed this way, you gain life equal to its toughness. So again, again, you reanimate, sacrifice, reanimate, sacrifice couple times you're going to get somebody's two or three creatures in the way and then bash in for like 20. Dig it. Yeah. How about Phyrexian Delver? I love this card. Black, black three for a three, two zombie. <laughs> <laughs> when it enters the battlefield, you get a creature from your graveyard onto the battlefield and you lose life equal to that card's converted mana cost. Is he from C18? He is from C18, but he was originally from Invasion. What deck was he in C18? I feel like I would have found that and pulled it out and put it in somewhere where I could use it. Uh, it's super good card, and it actually works really good with uh, a future card in the creature category and a future card in the reanimation category. Well, let's keep moving, and we'll find that one. How about Ravenous Chupacabra? Yeah, like your Necrotal from What's in Your Cart, except better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know, mine's an 8th edition foil, Ryan. It's super pimp. Too bad it's not like a 7th edition Japanese foil. Then yeah, you'd be rich. Come on now. Anyways, black, black, 2 for a 2-2. Two, two. When it enters the battlefield, destroy target creature and opponent controls. Just gets a guy. Kill him all day long. How about Razaketh the Foul-Blooded? Yeah, this is one of my favorites. Black, 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 5. 
Okay, so that, that sounds like a reanimation target. 8-8. Eight, eight. That sounds like a good beater. You're on board still? Yep. Flying yep. Trample? Oh my. Still good. Still pretty good. Pay two life, sacrifice another creature, search your library for a card, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. What the shit? Yeah, tutor on a stick. What the tutor hell? Tutor on a, like a tree. Oh my god. So he's super good and he is a sack outlet. Like I was just talking about sack, reanimate, sack, reanimate. Every time you sack a creature to Razaketh, oh, I don't know, why don't you just search for a reanimation spell? And then you can cast that reanimation spell again with Kess because she lets you cast it from your graveyard, right? Oh. So you play your noxious Gearhulk, kill your dude, sacrifice the Gearhulk to Razaketh to find a reanimate, cast reanimate. Sack your Noxious Gearhulk again. So you've killed two dudes, right? Cast your Reanimate from your graveyard. Get it again. Sack it to Razaketh again. Search for whatever. Animate dead. Animate dead your Noxious Gearhulk. Get another guy. Yeah. The <laughs> next card works like that as well, except instead of sacrificing to tutor, you sacrifice to rip their hand to pieces. With a sadistic hypnotist. Yeah. So, two, two, black, black, three. Does the exact same thing as Razaketh, except you're tearing apart hands. Yeah, so it's sack a creature. No pay two life. Sack a creature, target player discards two cards. So with your Noxious Gearhulk or your Ravenous Chupacabra, you just reanimate sack, reanimate sack, reanimate sack. You've killed two, three, four dudes, and you've made somebody discard four, six, eight cards. You have ruined somebody's day. <laughs> <laughs> In either instance. How about sepulchral primordial? Is sepulchral a real word? It's got to be, right? A sepulcher is where they keep dead bodies before they inter them. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's where he lives. Maybe, yeah. That would make sense. Anyways, 5-4 for black, black, 5 with intimidate. And when he enters the battlefield, for each opponent, you may put up to one target creature from that player's graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. Neat. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, I like that very much. Last dude we got, Viscera Seer. Why are we not playing Shieldred? 14 bucks. We played her a couple weeks ago on our mono blacklist, and I wanted to just mix it up. Sure. But she is good. You can reanimate her, and then she reanimates something for free for you every turn. Yeah, she's a great target in this deck. So if yeah. you have one and you're building this... Keep that in mind. This deck's fairly budget, like it's not very expensive, and you could very easily make a couple of those tuning swaps I talked about. Probably be a pretty good deck. All right, let's go into the instance. There's nine of them, starting with Counterspell. Counters a spell. Cyclonic Rift. It bounces a thing or bounces everything. Dig through time. It lets you dig seven cards deep at delve cost. So if you're filling up your graveyard, you just delve it away to make dig through time costs blue, blue instead of blue, blue, six and you find your reanimation spell. The next up we have a, a fucking Yu-Gi-Oh card? It's the Entomb Invocation. Entomb. It lets you search your library, put a creature into your graveyard. All right. Forbidden Alchemy. Here's a self-miller. Blue two. Look at the top four cards of your library. You may put one of them into your hand, the rest into your graveyard, and it has flashback for black six. So you put your big creatures into your graveyard, you keep your reanimation spell, you reanimate said big creature. Frantic Search. Oh, this card A is an instant. B, it's awesome because it's free. Blue two, draw two, discard two. Pretty much the exact same thing that Forbidden Alchemy does, but then you get to untap three lands. 
And I play all the uh, original Ravnica Karoo lands. So when you tap them for two, like if you tapped all three of the Karoo lands, you get six mana. Then you untap three lands. So you've netted three. You can use that three to cast Frantic Search from your graveyard with Kess. And in response, you can tap all your Karoo lands again. And then they untap again. You've netted like six mana. Excellent. Yeah. How about Hero's Downfall? Classic removal gets a creature or a planeswalker at instant speed. Silm, Silmgar's Command? Silmgar's Command. He was a dragon from Khan's block? He looks like he has a cock for a head. <laughs> Another planeswalker killing card. Black, blue, three. Choose two. Two. <laughs> yes. So the modes are counter target non creature spell. Eh. Okay, fine. Return target permanent to its owner's hand. Eh. Target creature gets minus three, minus three until end of turn. Eh. Destroy target planeswalker. There it is. There it is. You can get two. Heroes Downfall and Silmgar's Command are in there specifically just for you. I dig it. They're instant speed and they kill planeswalkers. I love killing planeswalkers at instant speed. Yeah, especially Jace. Fuck Jace. And Gideon. And Gideon. And Elspeth. Yes. Yeah. And Nisa. And Nisa. After that, the the amount I like to kill planeswalkers drops off drastically. Yeah. 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 I'm with you. And last for, the, last for the instance, we have Thirst for Knowledge. Another card drawer. Draw three cards, then discard two unless you discarded an artifact card. Don't care. You want to discard cards so you can reanimate them. Yeah. Sorceries. We have 21 of them. Starting off with Blasphemous Act. Deals 13 to each creature. It's a wrath spell. Buried Alive. Let's you tutor... For three creatures, put them into your graveyard so you can reanimate them. Cathartic Reunion. As an additional cost, discard two cards. Remember, we want to do this. But then you draw three cards for two mana. It's a great dredge card in modern. Cruel Ultimatum. That one just beats wholesale ass and you can cast it twice. What it does is red, red, black, 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 blue, blue. Target opponent sacks a creature, discards three cards, then loses five life. Then you return a creature from your graveyard to your hand, draw three cards, gain five life. Excellent. Yeah. Decree of Pain. Oh, this one is kind of modal. So black, black, six, destroy all creatures, then draw a card for each creature killed this way. Or you can cycle it for black, black, three. All creatures get minus two, minus two until end of turn. So you cycle it to kill all the little mana dorks in early game. Late game, after you have Kess, you flash it back with Kess's ability and get all the big stuff yeah, and then draw world, cards. Now it's a world beater. Yeah. Another sweet dredge card, Dread Return. Yeah, black, black, two. Return a creature from your graveyard to your battlefield. Or you can sacrifice three creatures to flashback it. Or you could just Kess back it. It's Kessable. <laughs> yeah. How about Ever After? That's a six mana reanimate that shuffles back into your library after you cast it, and it actually gets two things. Exume. That is another reanimate spell that gets a creature for everybody, but Wait. it only costs two. Nice. Yeah. Well, faithless looting. Draw two, then discard two, and it has flashback for three, or cast back for just red. Living death. Oh, yeah, here is our piece. This is it. Black, black, three, you... Switch all the creatures on the battlefield with all the creatures in the graveyard. Mass reanimate with... Morality shift. Oh, one of my favorites. Black, black, five. Exchange your graveyard and your library. Then shuffle your library. So you dump all your whole deck into your library. Then you living death your 
graveyard back onto the battlefield because Kess lets you cast it from your graveyard. Yeah. yeah. And then anything that isn't currently in your graveyard that got shuffled back into your library, you just sack a creature to Razaketh to find it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you wanted, you could actually um, sacrifice your Kess to your Razaketh. If you wanted, you could just tutor for a reanimate spell to reanimate your Kess. And she's a new object, so you can cast something from your graveyard again. How about morality shift? You just morality shift all of the non-creatures that didn't get reanimated back into your library so you don't get decked. Nice. Yeah, man, I love that card. All right, how about reanimate? That's your one mana reanimate spell. <sighs> Reforge the soul. That's a wheel effect because Wheel of Fortune is $110 and this one's like two. So you just chuck your whole hand and then draw seven. And it actually has Miracle, which is cool. It's a dope-ass foil, too. Yes, all fiery and stuff. Her boobs are on fire. How it's stitched together. That's a two-mana reanimate to your hand. But if you have Threshold, which you, you will in this deck, you reanimate it to play. Tormenting Voice. Additional cost, discard a card, then you draw two. Nice. Toxic Deluge. Oh, yeah, three-mana Wrath. You just got to pay life to kill whatever you want. Treasure Cruise. Another Delve. These Delve cards kind of seem like non-bows, but remember with Morality Shift and Kess, you just remove everything from your graveyard that you don't want, and then it costs one instead of eight. It draws you three cards for one mana. It's pretty good. How about Twilight's Call? Here's your other all-star alongside Living Death. CCO Staple, one of my favorite cards. Black Black 4. You can cast it for Black Black 6 if you want to do it at instant speed. I think yeah. I've done that once ever. But uh, each player returns all creature cards from the graveyard to the battlefield. Dig it. Yep. Vandal Blast. Kills an artifact or kills all artifacts. See Cyclonic Rift. Victimize. Choose two target creatures. So you remember, you target the ones in the graveyard. Then sack a creature. Then you return the two creatures that you targeted. The card's insane. Yeah. The card is insane. I won a game with that on turn three one time because I went turn one, soul ring, turn two, zombie infestation, discarding grave titan and massacre worm, and then turn three, uh, and got a zombie for it. Turn three, I went sack my zombie, get back grave titan and massacre worm with victimize. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> the last one is windfall. That's another wheel effect that just lets you dump your hand and refill. Let's talk artifacts super fast. How fast? As fast as we can. Commander Sphere. Gives you one of any color. Demir Signet. It's the Demir Signet. Is it Signet? That's the Is it Signet. Rakdos Signet. That's the Rakdos Signet. Lightning Greaves. Gives Kess Shroud. Sol Ring. Mindstone. Record time. <laughs> yeah. Record time. Uh, let's check out some enchantments. There's only two. But animate dead. That's just straight up reanimated dude. Honestly, it could be a couple cards we're going to talk about in the budget section just because they're instants or sorceries, but they're way more monies than Animate Dead. So, eh. Animate Dead's pretty easy to find, and this one has a really cool art on it. Yeah, it's the Eternal Masters one. Dig it. Yep. Lastly, we have the Marari Conjecture. I think this is the first Saga card we've ever put in a deck, is it? Yes, I think it is. Okay, so blue, four. Uh, when it enters the battlefield and during each upkeep, you put a like a story counter on it or something? A lore counter, I lore think. Lore counter, that's right. That's kind of the same thing as what I said. So when you put the first one on it, you return an instant card from your graveyard to your hand. When you put the second one on it, you get a sorcery. And then when you put the third one on it, until end of turn, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, you get to copy it, right? Yeah. 
That's neat. So yeah, all of a sudden, like your your exhum or your reanimate like turns really good because you get to do it twice. Yeah, it turns everything into victimize. <laughs> yeah, and it turns victimize into victimize. <laughs> That's my echo. That's my card of the week echo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's that's it. That's that's your deck. There's no planeswalkers. Any spicy lands? I talked about the Karoo lands. Those when they enter the battlefield, they bounce something else and enter tapped. But when they uh, when you tap them, they give you two mana. So those are good with frantic search. But uh, you could also play them with like snap or. Cloud of Fairies, Peregrine Drake, the the spells from Ma- or, uh, Urza Block, when they enter the battlefield, they untap lands. Um, there's a Desolate Lighthouse. It uh, You tap it and tap three, and you could draw a card, then discard a card. That's good in this deck. There's a Gyre Reach Sanitarium. It's kind each, of the same thing. Each player everybody. draws and then discards, yeah. Other than that, it's your pretty standard land suite from the looks of things. Lots of non-basics. You'd have a hard time with Blood Moon. Yes, and that's, I think I got a, put more mountains in there if I want to run anger, right? Yeah, there's one mountain, there's one island, and then a bunch of swamps. Yeah, it's mostly black. Yeah. If you were keeping track at home, 11 card draw spells, and most of those are attached to spells or creatures that also make you discard. So you're filling up your graveyard and hopefully drawing into reanimation gas. We've got four targeted removals, and those also are a staple to creatures. Your Chupacabra, your Noxious Gear Hulk. Master removal. We got seven of those. Again, s- sometimes stapled to creatures, a la Massacre Worm and um, it that betrays. Yep, it's gonna remove stuff. Most likely, the first couple times it attacks, people aren't gonna be sacking their lands. They're gonna be sacking creatures because that's probably what they have the most of. Yeah, yep. or their mana rock or something shitty. Yeah, but eventually and, they're gonna get creatures. And then speaking of mana rocks, there's six mana rocks. It's a little bit light, but. Um, like I don't know, we're playing those Karoo lands. Unless we get a like a super like magical Christmas land opening hand for discarding and reanimating, like you're gonna want to play the long game with this deck because your top end where those big creatures are are better than anybody else's. And probably. one of the, one of the insane things about reanimator anyway is you don't need you don't need eight mana to play an eight drop. You need two. Yeah. The, what hey, we were playing last night, and I had said that um, I think that the most powerful thing in Commander is cheating mana cost. Hundred percent. If you can get something for free or at a significant discount, not even significant, like my Dragon deck, the the C seventeen precon, I tweaked it a little bit to include a bunch of things that make dragons less to cast. Even if you just get like two of them, so dragons cost two less to cast. That's like game breaking yeah you just drop two dragons a turn instead of one why were we talking about that jesse had a maelstrom archangel hit me with it and got a nulamog for free yeah cast it for free yeah. wrecked my board game over yeah and he, he was playing that in his ramos dragon engine deck so when he cast that maelstrom archangel it gave his ramos five counters to which he removed and made like wooberg wooberg mana and then just cast something else big and stupid yeah cheating mana cost so reanimator does that i think that's why i like it because it feels the the oldest school and classic classicists classics sure i'll go with it of all of the strategies that i like yeah so you you get off to a start whenever you can a little bit of how to play the deck i think We, we we beat the reanimator thing to death but if if you don't want to reanimate you could go to combo town Sure. 
And I know that Kess can do this on the regular, like the proper Kess list. But let's talk a little bit about those those packages that, that I made up because this deck only has 97 cards in it. Sure. So all in, deck is $300. Oh. And that's playing a lot of like new and fancy land and stuff, right? Sure. Like I'm playing the uh, the Battle Bond lands. I'm playing Shock lands. No fetches because eh, whatever, but 300 bucks. Slots. If you had a all kinds of crazy budget and you wanted to further reanimate stuff instead of going to combo town you could cast gorio's vengeance or or through the breach yes that definitely doesn't care about the wallet together those two cards are 85 dollars. jesus gorio's vengeance instant for what is it five reanimated a legendary creature from your graveyard at it gains haste at end of turn exile it that's a modern tax not the commander tax yeah and Instant speed, you can reanimate your legendary creatures, your Atali, your Razaketh. You could just add more in, like Shieldred, like we were talking about. Screw it. Put Shieldred in this package, so you get a package of three to bring you to 100. It's 100 bucks, because Shieldred's like 15 bucks. Yeah. And then you get your Shieldred, and then uh, super good. Okay, not into that. What if you did Machaeus the Unhallowed? Sure. Triskelion? Yeah. Phyrexian Devourer. I say Phyrexian Devourer in there because we're playing a necrotic ooze right so the necrotic ooze would gain the ability exile the top card of your library put x plus one plus one counters on phyrexian devourer where x is the cards converted mana cost we're playing all these big six seven eight drops you just start exiling them from your graveyard instead of reanimating them your necrotic ooze will get huge and then you just remove counters to ping a la triskelion's ability if that's also in your graveyard. Yeah, if you wanted to make that cost even more, you could use a Walking Ballista instead of the Triskelion. Yeah, and and Walking Ballista also pairs nicely with um, Machaeus the Unhallowed, right? Yep. So that could be a package. The Mike Trike Devourer package, 40 bucks. And that's, right. that's not including the Necrotic Ooze. And I'm keeping the Necrotic Ooze in there because it actually is super good with Razaketh. Because Razaketh can go to the graveyard, and if you don't have a reanimation target, but you have a Necrotic Ooze in play, you just sacrifice something to your Necrotic Ooze because it has Razaketh's ability, and you find your reanimation spell to get Razaketh with it. Yeah. That works. He can also do the Sadistic Hypnotist thing. He can also yes. do the Viscerisier oh, thing. I love sadi- the Sadistic Hypnotist. It's a good card. I think I'm going to play it. I think I do play it in Lord of Tressorhorn. <laughs> the deck's not all bad, everybody. Next package. This one's after your own heart. Oh, I love this. Perforos. Oh. Impact Tremors. Oh. Goblin Bombardment. Oh. <laughs> so, goes right along the lines with dump your whole graveyard, or dump your whole library into your graveyard with Morality Shift, and then mass reanimate it back. Perforos hits the battlefield as along with Impact Tremors, and you just go ham on everybody. <laughs> if that doesn't kill everybody, start sacking off your creatures with Goblin Bombardment until they're dead. I like that a lot. Yes. Yeah. 29 bucks. Affordable. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Next one. Okay. Kiki Jiki and Pestermite. Of course. Son of a bitch. Yeah, you get it into your graveyard and you just reanimate it and you actually pair it with Phyrexian Delver. So the Delver gets the Kiki Jiki. Kiki Jiki taps, copies the Delver, gets you the Pestermite. Pestermite untaps the Kiki Jiki. And infinite then, and then you go to town yeah. yeah that package 
not including Phyrexian Delver because we're already playing them in the list, 11 bucks. You could throw in another couple of bucks and get a Zealous Conscripts in there too. Yep. Does sort of the same thing as Pestermite, but it ends up the same way with Kikijiki. I wonder in this list what's better. Let's play both. You need three cards, Zealous Conscripts. I suppose. I was thinking you could do Kikijiki and, or sorry, Pestermite and Deceiver Exarch. Uh, because those tap things of your opponents you can get and bash in. Sure. It still lets you, like, Deceiver Exarch still lets you go plan A, bash in with your big, dumb beaters. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose Zealous Conscript does that, too, because it's getting Con- a blocker out of the way and giving you an additional attacker. It gets their blockers out of the way, so you can bash in with their big, dumb beaters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last package. Okay. Actually, I got one more package, but I don't know what the budget is, so... Second last package. Deadeye Navigator, Peregrine Drake. Jesus. To make infinite mana. Come on, man. And then Exanguinate for that third card to bring you to oh, 100. God. <laughs> Seven bucks. <laughs> and people are like, oh, ban Doom Whisperer, surveil, pay two life, surveil's too good. Nobody's going crazy about Deadeye Navigator. Nope. Nobody's going crazy about Razaketh. <laughs> right? Like, Doom Whisperer's fine, everybody. That package is seven bucks. Loosen your shirt. See, it's the cheapest one, and it's the cheapest one. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's some facets, is what that is. This is the last one. Is one I kind of was just thinking about on the drive here. Don't have a budget for it, but it's probably cheap. But it does feel like the rest of my decks, including my Balthor deck. Sure. We just talked about this the other day on our Mono Black episode with Kakusho and Grey Merchant of Asphodel. Yep. So if you mass reanimate them all at the same time, your Grey Merchant is going to make everybody lose life equal to your devotion to black, and it's going to see things like your Razaketh, three black pips. Massacre Worm. Massacre Worm, three black pips. Noxious Gearhulk, Grave Titan. All of those have multiple black pips. Right. Uh, Kakusho, multiple black pips. You could add a uh, Obliterator in there. Multiple black pips. <laughs> yeah. And he's a great reanimator target, too. Yeah. Because he is a piece of shit, that guy. So, yeah, you just jump this package from like 10 bucks to about 50 with that card. <laughs> well, that's what, that's the price you pay for... You want to block my guy? That's right. My guy? You don't want to block my guy. I haven't it that betrays you, dirt sandwich. Like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I like this. For $50 package. And your Kakusho is actually a die trigger, and then you just... You're, your Razaketh, your Sadistic Hypnotist, or your Viscerousir, you sack your Kakusho, and you just make you s- everybody... You sack it to Razaketh to five everybody, find a reanimate spell, get Kakusho back. Sack it again. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Repeat, 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 because Kess just lets you continue to repeat that. Yeah. So those Flip. are the packages. I don't know if CCO Nation is into the uh, choose-your-own-adventure, Yeah, if you will. I think that I like the Kakusho and Grey Merchant package the best because it isn't an infinite combo. Um, it feels the most black to me and the least cheap. It's the least dirty, I guess. And it and it costs less than Goriel's Vengeance and Through the Breach. God, those cards are expensive. Yeah. They go on the same deck in Modern. Yeah. <laughs> Strengths and weaknesses? Strengths and weaknesses. Okay. Multiple paths to victory. I always want to highlight that in the strengths section if and when it's an option so for sure okay we had a listener write in His name is alex asking about how to beat your friends who out budget you 
Oh, he's the dude. He's saving for a house, which we both did. Yep. Which we, as we both know, it's hard to buy magic cards of any kind of budget when all of your budget is going into buying the biggest thing you will ever buy. Yeah, hard to buy magic card and house at the same time. You know what's easy? Selling magic cards and buying a house because <laughs> they're goddamn expensive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he writes in, he's getting out budget, out budgeted. And I think this is the perfect kind of deck to do it. You sit down, you look like you're going to long cock everybody because you're sitting down with a tier one commander. But then you got to play this slimy political game where you're like, sure, you can get the god hand and reanimate something real fast. But I think the proper way to do it is to make your opponents do the work for you. Hmm. So if you're sitting down with a $300 Kess deck against the $1,500 Kess deck on the other side of the table, you just kind of slip in a slimy like, hey, remember when, you remember when Jesse did this last week? This is that deck. Kill that card. Or or Brando's just going to cast his Atali and he's going to take whatever you just put on the top with your Sensei's Divining top. You better kill it. Right? Yeah. You're, you're leveraging your opponent's memories, <laughs> uh, which is a very black-blue thing to do. Yes, it is. That's on flavor. Yeah. She, Kess can probably do that. The graveyard's kind of like your memories, right? You can leverage Ooh, your opponent's memories. Very flavorful. I yeah. like that, yeah. Okay. Um, so the political game, and it sounds like a cop-out, but I'm actually going to recommend the most recent episode of Legendary Creature Podcast. They did an episode called Polysci. I think it's like political science. Super good listen. And it talks about not the politics in EDH per se, but how to leverage in-game situations to make your opponents do work for you. Very good listen. Also, if you're on a budget and you want to pick this up and you live in the States, I'll bet you you can still find them at Walmart or your big box retailers. Ooh, this one will kind of be a hard one to find. I did see the wizard deck at uh, Walmart in my hometown about a month ago. Yeah, like they're they're around still. I saw it was the cats, but I saw cats at Walmart like yesterday. Yeah, so I, I mean, I picked up dragons about a month ago instead of wizards. Whoa, idiot! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, you you made the right call. You made the right call. Next strength: different gameplay than regular Kess. That is a big strength, I, and I think it's welcoming. Right? It's what the arc is all about. It better be a damn strength. Yep. And I think that um, there is a way to leverage that. There is a way to say, again, if you're playing the budget deck, you can say, hey, this isn't Kess. This this isn't Xur, it's Sea Monster Tribal. This is Eldrazi, shitty Eldrazi, limited chaff tribal Yidris, not Doomsday Yidris. Yeah. Right? So I think that's another way that you can kind of fly under the expensive deck's radar is acting like the cheap deck. Because you are the cheap deck. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you just have that one turn where it's like my example with um, the victimized getting two big creatures back. And then you yeah. just crash in. You just beetle sell ass. And you, yep. You win now. Yeah. Weakness. You a little bit. This is my notes verbatim. Going back to like to the point we just talked about, you have to act like the cheap deck. Well, when you're sitting down with your friends or a new group of table and you flip over Kess, have to dangle your nuts out there until everyone knows it's not regular Kess. <laughs> Everybody's going to say, Kess, let's kill him. Yeah, that is that is the truth, and that is what's going to happen to yeah. you probably the first couple of times you play it. you got to hope that you just survive long enough to show everybody that you're not playing a piece of shit You know deck. what? This deck can actually do that. Like, 
Remember, I kept saying, oh, that's a zombie. That's another zombie. What if you just, like, play the slimy role of, hey, I'm just playing zombie tribal cast. Like, it's terrible. Yeah, you could do that, too. <laughs> and then you go, just kidding, Massacre Worm, kill all your guys. <laughs> that's not a zombie. It yeah. looks like a zombie. Yeah, it, does. it probably should be a zombie. Oh. But it's not a zombie because if it was a zombie, it would be too good. But the creature on the card, if that was in real life, it would be a zombie. Dang. I wish it was a zombie. Definitely would be a zombie. Slow and a little janky. Next weakness. But uh, you can get the god hand. You're going to bump into those things as you tune down decks. I don't think that slow and janky is necessarily a weakness when you're taking a deck that wins within the first four turns consistently and turn into something that doesn't do that. Okay, I think that's fair. Because we're building it to be fun, and I mean, at least in my mind, a fun game will typically go five, six, seven turns, and that's about where this deck probably lives. I think in a, in a casual EDH meta, I think six, seven, eight turns is probably even a little bit fast. Like, granted, you were playing stacks and locking the table out last, <laughs> last week. I was gaining from turn three on one life from my pristine talisman. By the time Jesse killed you and whoever else was in the game, I was at like 59. So that game went on like 22 turns. Yeah, that was a long ass game. That was game. a long game. Oh, learning think, to play stacks. I think, I think that this deck can actually go the distance in those long games. So maybe that's another way to out outplay those expensive decks that are trying to combo out and win early is jam more things in like that sadistic hypnotist to just shred their hand and go back to our mono black episode where I highlighted a few cards that made people discard two or three or a card every turn some symmetrical discard because that's going to slow your opponents down but symmetrical discard will let you get your fatties so you can reanimate them so that's probably maybe a way to to fight those combo decks is just shred their hand. If shredding hands is the easiest way of beating it, and in a black deck where you don't give a shit really about your hand, it's a good way of doing it. Yeah. Something like a bottomless pit or even a... What's that other enchantment I play in my stacks list? Black, black, one, whatever you use. Oppression. Oppression. Play yeah. a spell, discard a card. That'll, that slows people down, especially in big-time combo lists. Yeah, and I like that in Kess because... We are playing some multi-reanimate cards. You could play Living Death, Living End, Twilight's Call. There's a few more, like Curtain's Call or something on Encore. What's the Encore card that I like from Battle Bond? Thrilling Encore. Thrilling Encore. Yeah, you can get Thrilling Encore to get all your creatures back. So there's options like that, that'll let you break symmetry on those symmetrical discard effects. Yes, yeah. quite. Also, quick weakness... Everybody knows this one when you're playing Reanimate. Rest in peace. Ground Seal. Bajuka Bog. Bajuka Bog. Tormod's Crypt Jesse played yesterday, and I was like, what the? F what is that even in there for? You're targeting one graveyard? He's like, no, I got ways to get it back so that I can get all graveyards. Leyline of the Void. All of those things will ruin your day every time. You know that. Be prepared for that because everybody else is. Yeah, and you're playing blue. I mean, you've got a Counterspell and a Cyclonic Rift in the deck. To help you take care of that, but uh, you could also play something like personal favorite Phyrexian Tribute. Black 2, Sorcery, Sack 2 Creatures, Destroy Target Enchantment. <laughs> Terrible, but awesome. Get Mirage. you there. Mirage staple. <laughs> Milk list? How about instead we do card, card of the of week? The week. week, week, week. Oh, damn it. You're right. <laughs> this week's card of the week, we've talked about in lots and lots. 
He is an old favorite of mine because he went in Dredge. Favorite of yours because he's in this deck in Sadistic Hypnotist. So awesome. He doesn't look like a hypnotist on the art. Not, no, he doesn't, he doesn't have a little watch or a anything. He's just, he just looks kind of like a zombie, actually, or he a vampire. Looks, or like a, yeah, a vampire or maybe a ninja if he's in Kamigawa. Or like Morbius from Spider-Man. Sure. If you've ever read, you know, anybody who reads Spider-Man, it looks kind of like Morbius. I'm sure there will be people out there who get it. Originally from Odyssey, he's like three bucks, three fifty. So foils are twelve. So he's like twenty six eighty eight if you're in Canada. And foils are like one hundred and twenty six eighty eight. Yep, that's a yeah, that's the exchange rate probably going <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. But he is a two two for black black three human minion sack a dude target player discards two cards activate only as a sorcery. Interesting. Balthor would give him plus one because he gives minions plus one plus one. <laughs> oh, man. Straight into Balthor. Yeah, there he is. There it is. Okay, on to the milk list. Everybody loves the milk list. Milk list, as per EDHREC.com, is a list of all of the cards in the color combination that we're talking about today. Grixis, or as the French say, Grixie. Grixie? Sure. Most popular cards by converted mana cost. Let's do it. At the zero drop slot. Pact of Negation. No. No. Not playing it. One drop. Soul Ring. Yeah. Two drop. Cyclonic Rift. Yep. The two most popular cards in EDH. Of course we're playing it. <laughs> we're such hipsters. You built the deck, man. Chromatic Lantern at three. No. No, just got a reprint. Could could play it now. Solemn Simulacrum at four. Nope. Gilded Lotus at five. Nope. Flare of the Hatebound at six. Nope. Cruel Ultimatum at seven. Yes. Yes, we are. Nikki B. Planeswalker at eight. Nope. Blasphemous Act at 9. Yes. Yes. Jin Kataxis Core Augur, that dick, at 10. Nope. Temporal Trespass at 11. That's nope. an interesting one. Yeah, no, not playing it. 12, It the Betrays. Yep. Yes, we are. Emmercool. Nope. Dinkmouth Infusion. Nope. Emmercool. No. Nope. Draco. No. Draco. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? It's <sighs> probably because he's like the only 16 drop. Five Milk List matches. Come on, man. I know. Come on. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. Dah. There's just cards that I... You could probably cut Cruel Ultimatum. I only just... I just want to cast it twice with Kess. Yeah, I, I would cut it and put in, like, another big fat fatty, just because. I'd put yeah. in the fat blue dinosaur, because you look for a place to play him. I don't even know what he is or what he does, but he's pretty okay. Yeah, or Slinvoda. That's the Dominarian giant Leviathan fish thing. I don't know. It's an uncommon, so you can, like, get it. Yeah, there's lots of there's lots and lots of shit you could put in here. That's the fun with Reanimator is you can play all those big, clunky pieces of shit that you would normally never get to cast because yeah. they cost black one. Like a Tokthon worm. You shut your horn mouth, Ryan. You <laughs> shut up. You don't give people ideas. Some... Some poor motherfucker out there is going to play an Abzan reanimator list and put that in there thinking it's good because we said it. Okay? Don't do that to people. Don't do it. Because it's going to happen. They're going to roll into their, their local game store. They're going to bust out Abzan reanimator. They're going to reanimate a Talkthon worm like it's a big deal. And somebody's going to punch them in the face. The last reanimator list we did was an Abzan reanimator deck and it was Jesse's. Jesse, do the right thing. Do not. <laughs> Spice Calculator? Spice Calculator. Okay. Spice Calculator. We have Kess, Dissident Mage. She's the fourth most popular Grixie commander on EDHRETACAM. Just underneath Jaleva, who is underneath Marchesa, who is underneath, no surprise, Nekuzar. Anyways. Yeah. 931 lists on EDHREC. 
interesting things real quick. All the top four, all wizards. It's a relevant creature type. Yep. So it's everywhere. Other creature types in the top four include zombie, human, and vampire. Also relevant. <laughs> I don't think that that is um, a mistake. No, I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. Okay. It's almost like Wizards wants to make Wizards good. Nepotism. Yeah, it is. Don't get scared off by the average converted mana cost, because remember, we're playing fatties. Right. But it's 4.05. Oh. That's high. Yeah. But most of the things, like when you look at the mana curve, there is like 700 two and three drops. So yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Critical turn, five. The turn that you can cast your uh, living death. Or the turn that you can, after cast, that you can cast like two or three reanimation spells mm. and really secure the board. That if after turn five you turn your three or four reanimated guys sideways, you're punching somebody for like 30. It's pretty good. Yeah. Turn yeah. five is probably the hinge point in this deck if you curve out nicely. Dig it. Yep. Optimal game size in a deck like this. If you're playing the political non-tuned Kess deck, are you going to play it in the big game like what you and I usually play in, or are you going to stick to four-man pods to really turn people on each other? I would do four or five with a deck like this because you go too big, you're going to bump into somebody that plays incidental graveyard hate, and you're just going to get it regardless of what the other people are playing, unless, of course, they're playing a more tuned graveyard deck, in which case you're playing with a douchebag in your play group and stop playing with that guy. But <laughs> it, event, the more people there are, the more likely you are to get rest in peace or ground sealed. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then you're, the way the deck is built now, your day is over. Even Bajuka Bog, even getting your graveyard or endless sands or whatever the new desert one is, even getting your graveyard exiled once is probably enough to to cripple you enough. You can recover, but not to the same effect. You got to work really hard, and it's gonna get something you needed. So you're gonna have to replace that with something else. Yeah, optimal game size four. Yeah, least amount of chance to run into a bunch of graveyard hate. Punch it all into the spicy calculator. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Fifty-seven. Right on. Fifty-seven. Now that is with like an asterisk. Explain. I counted Razaketh as the only tutor when we are also playing Corpse Connoisseur, Buried Alive, and Entomb. All of which are tutors. Tutors that go into your graveyard. So if you can't leverage them, they aren't really doing anything for you. Or if you go turn one Entomb, then player to your left goes turn one Bajuka Bog. That's really bad. Yeah. So I didn't count them. We got a 57 not counting them. If if I did count them, we get a 37. <laughs> not Ooh, very spicy. No. I'm willing to give this an honorary 57 spicy on the back of we could get Bajuka Bog turn one <laughs> and lose the game. <laughs> <laughs> so... Just bear with me on that one. All right, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one this once. Everybody we, gets one. We passed the 50 test. We did. Yeah. Look at us go. Yeah. That's the deck. I like it. I was saying Brand to Brando off air, uh, I would probably play it if all of the cards that I like in this deck weren't tied up in other decks currently. Final thoughts of the day and mtgonslaught.com giveaway recap. Okay, giveaway recap. Follow us basically anywhere on social media kind of help 
get us out there, you will be entered in to win a prize package generously provided by mtgonslot.com. All of the details will be on our Facebook page and commandercookout.com's giveaway page. Yes. So just stop on by, check those out. Help us maintain our stranglehold on Podomatic or expand us on Facebook. All of those things are appreciated and we will enter you into the draw that will be happening in the next month or so, probably for the end of October. You know what? I think for our October bonus episode, that's where it's going to be because we've got some fun little ditties planned for that show. Yes. I think that's a good idea. I agree. I think that will be good. So what, when when is the air date for that episode? This is when you have to win by or to get entered by. Bonus show will be October 30th or 31st. Halloween. Ooh. October 30th is the Tuesday. We air on Tuesdays on the regular. Bonus episode will be that day or the next day as well. And you will have until Sunday, October 28th to enter. Ooh, giving people a deadline. That's crazy. We're... We're planning ahead. Yeah, I know. What the hell's the matter with us? Ah, it's weird. I don't like it. I don't like it either. I like flying by the seat of my pants. Now, we're going to stop this after this arc. We've had enough of this planning ahead shit. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. So, as far as final thoughts of the day goes, this is a really cool deck, and it really is indicative of what we're going to be doing over the next couple of weeks, where we're going to take a deck that has a reputation for being a certain way. We're going to still abuse that mechanic that makes the deck so good, but we're going to turn it into something that's a little bit more fun, a little bit more swingy, a little bit more classic EDH as opposed to some kind of rotten combo or control list because that's what we like to do around here. Also, I totally forgot to mention this at the top of the show, but I'm going to do it now. Recently, I was in Calgary. Uh, It's a town to the west of us, great big city. Have some really cool magic stores there. I stopped by two of them in particular, Century Box and Phoenix Comics, and I just wanted to make a point to mention on the air that I had some amazing customer experience and interaction in those stores. And that's why I go shopping locally instead of on the internet, because you get to meet all kinds of interesting people. You get to talk to like-minded magic humans, and you just end up having like a good three, four hours just standing around in a business. And there's not many other communities where you get to do that. And ours is one where that happens. And that's really cool. So big outs to those two stores. If you frequent them, that's awesome. If you don't, you should, and that's that. Also, I guess I can, I don't know, blatant plug for Watsi, I guess, and us. Return to Return to Ravnica releases real soon, so going to LGSs is a good place to get a hold of those cards, which is a good place to put them into your new EDH decks, which is a good way to find out which ones you're going to use and send them to me at CCO Brando on Twitter, and we can maybe put a Watsi in your card app article together you almost said episode as well i did almost say uh, episode we wouldn't well. they ever say episode now we got to say article or episode it's outrageous can we just pretend they're synonymous and cco nation will just know like uh when we say episode or article what we mean is episode or article <laughs> i think so yeah okay we got some pretty pretty intelligent fans out there in cco nation and we'll be back talking to them again on the next episode of commander cookout podcast hit our theme song Ooh. Okay. Okay.